Dragon Quest, colon, your story. Mine? Yours. Mine. And mine. Oh. And ours. All of ours. Release February 13th, 2020. It's the, uh, the retelling of Dragon Quest V. Is this correct? <laughs> uh, I've, yes. never, I've, never, I've never played Dragon Quest, so I'm already... This is a faithful-ish retelling of Dragon Quest V from everything I've been able to look up. I'm Nick Nundall. I'm Dylan Vento. I'm Joe Wetmore. And this is Attract Mode. So Netflix decided this year to buy all of the video game movies because, you know, you need a one-stop shop for, I don't know, masochism. <laughs> That's an interesting so, slogan for something. Right? It would work. <laughs> I think it would it would drag in some people. So we just said this is this is it a It would drag in some oh. people. <laughs> You're going to need to talk to Dr. Agan after that one. Yeah. Uh, Spoilers. Um, oh, sorry. Well, what else? Let's real quick, I guess. Let's go over that. What else has Netflix purchased? We've got. We know uh, Castlevania series is out there. Sure. We know uh, that Pokemon, Witcher. the first movie, has been remade, which will be us yes. in our future and our past. Um, Get hype in our sights. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, The Witcher. What else? Do, is there anything else they have that we're Nino Kuni? They oh, also yeah, got. yeah. Nino Kuni. But in fairness to The Witcher. It is an adaption of the books, not the games. Sure. Yeah. It just yeah. also happens to be most widely known as a video game series. Right. Um, I, and, I, and, I, and arguably, it wouldn't be a show if it weren't for the video games. So, But didn't they option something else recently? Like, didn't they say, like, some other Capcom? Oh, I, th- I think they said Resident Evil. I think uh, Netflix says they're going to do a Resident Evil series. Interesting. I would be interested as in that, As a actually. reboot, not a continuation of... <laughs> no, yes. Mila no, Jovovich is going to... Yeah. I don't well, know. Come back. I don't know if it'll ever work without her. The final, final chapter. They, they have a show called Kingdom on Netflix, which is like a period piece Korean dynasty zombie flick. Okay. Well, okay. Show and it's all right. It's pretty rad. So I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not you a know. video game though. Yeah. No, no. I was I'm like, just saying. Are you just talking <laughs> about cool Netflix shows now? Well, it's a it's a Netflix zombie. <laughs> Let me tell show. you about Altered Carbon. Oh, I see. Uh, season oh, two. Uh, it's it's a zombie show. So I'm saying Resident Evil actually would be kind of like I could see that sure. being a show. So. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they would do it uh, the live action treatment or the a- animated treatment, though. Oh, mm. interesting. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about those movies. Yeah, and or shows, and we'll never talk uh, about The Witcher or Castlevania, the two good ones nope. in that list. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a really good one to talk about today, though. So we, we, we have do. something. I can't decide honestly. Yeah, is it the best video game movie ever, or is it the worst video game movie ever? I'm well, not sure. Nick, it's definitely not the best. Yeah. I hate to break it. It have some pretty serious competition for the worst. But but it does something that we, we can't talk about yet. But but man, this movie yeah. did something that made me go, huh, wow, that's different. And would you look at that? Would you would you look at it, guys? 
I mean, we're going to obviously break down the whole plot here, including some major spoilers. So, you know, yeah, if, you, we'll if you're the through. kind of person who wants to watch one of the more unique video game movies out there, maybe, uh, I would say. Uh-huh. But even like along the way, there are points where I was like, oh, this is an interesting choice for yeah. the structure of a story. Sure. It didn't necessarily... At least during the movie, I I thought it wasn't necessarily doing that much unique. For one thing, I'm not big on Dragon Quest, uh, like nostalgia, so I didn't. I I, I recognize some of the monsters and stuff, but I wasn't sure if I was like missing a bunch of in jokes or whatever. But um, at at the very least, as a generic piece of fantasy entertainment, there was like it was like not bad as just like you know fantasy standard action fair whatever i think Um, what it suffers from is it's adapting a 50 hour video game into (laughs) a two-hour movie and like that's a huge mistake you can't possibly get everything and yet they sure as hell tried oh they they really they really you know went for the moon on that this movie was an entire series of an anime show like it should have been broken down into season by season arcs and not not what we got and yet i mean what we have makes it kind of unique as a film too because yeah you get all of these different points in time for this story to tell i was gonna say i I was almost reminded of the avengers during this because the avengers is a movie that doesn't have like a, a, a a super um regular deep. plot structure yeah well it's not deep but it also doesn't have a regular plot structure because it's just like well we need to put these elements in there and this movie kind of is just like grasping at various elements of a story i guess i didn't know it was based on a, on a particular video game plot yeah um but um at, during it i was like okay but i feel like they're consciously aware that they're just doing this to kind of put all these pieces together and it's not a traditional movie at all um but rather uh, it, it felt like it, it understood what it was along the way, and then it really felt like it understood what it was at the end. It, well, yeah. but, yes, um, exactly. It feels uh, like uh, like a like a master copy of a painting, right? It's like let's let us pay tribute to the thing. It's it, it seems like I don't know. It's it's definitely one of the prettiest movies we've seen. Yeah, you, with some minor hiccups here and there. It's weird because there were times where the animation looked great, and other times where. I just thought it was garbage, like weird stiff yes. characters and odd well, movements. Often when they would like embrace each other, it looked like they didn't have very good like ways to show like like if a character hugged another character, you yeah. didn't see like textures collapsing or like, you know, skin pressing sure. or whatever. And it looked like they were just kind of hover arming each other. Yeah. Uh, at various point. And so various various times when the models had to do things that weren't just be, you know, animated and kind of just on t- and, and in front of a background, that's when it looked really bad to me. But in general, the composition of it was actually pretty good to look at. Like it was agreed. And then the the, the fighting stuff was actually like they they did a good job of just kind of condensing it down to very flashy, brief things that were also pleasant to look at. And that's probably where they put all their budget into. And so it's why you don't see as like the 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 small, subtle, intimate moments have as much detail in them. But they didn't not make those small, subtle, intimate moments important either. They weren't glossing over that. Sure. That's a big part of the movie. Right, so but they just weird. weren't given the care with the yeah. animation. Yeah, which I, I kind can, of regret not watching it in Japanese because I'm feeling like oh now. Oh my god! I, the, certainly, the 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 dubbing voice matching was just not there. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I eventually was able to just accept it. But well, it's like obvious in like 2D anime, like you can see, like the lips aren't syncing. Like you can obviously tell, it's like, oh, this this mouth is moving to be in sync with the Japanese VO. But like in this, 
I don't know if it's because like 3D animators take so much more care with their animation or like they're more intricate with the lips. Well, there's more frames of animation, so Oh, that's true. And 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 yeah, so I mean, the smoothness of the lip movements doesn't help in terms of your mind adjusting it to the sound you're hearing. Whereas yeah. in anime, like a a two or three frame lip movement can be almost anything. Uh but anyways, Whatever. But like, just to be specific, like about the the 3D animation like style or like quality, like I would compare this to like a Tintin or something of that nature. Or like if you've seen like the the Lupin the Third trailers for that new CG movie, it's like it's like that quality. It's like yeah. very very carefully done like characters, and it looks great. I think it looks great. I think the the probably the biggest dis- distinction between this and big budget films is time that went into it. I feel like this probably was done on a shorter timetable, but otherwise yeah. they had the resources to do potentially. Oh, they had they had the the talent, the, the potential, yeah, the talent to do something more with it. But it, it it felt unfinished in a lot of places, just from oh well, we could put more detail here, but obviously, you know, they either didn't have time or they didn't want to do more on it. Time or money, yeah, yeah. All right, do we want to do we want to get into this this film? Let's Boyos. do that. Yeah, I just I will reiterate though if. If you are someone who enjoys video game movies or, as Dylan said, that that masochism that comes with watching them, this is a standout example. Good or bad, I'm not going to say here, but right. it stands out. So It's the most if, video game movie-ass video game movie. Yeah, I, I think it is absolutely worth watching before listening to this podcast if you're the kind of person who will watch it. I just told my wife all about the movie because I know she'll never watch it, but... If you're someone who will take the time, watch it first, then come back. If you just want to hear us talk about it, here we are. Did your wife go? Did your wife say, that's great, honey? Basically. basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She said, that's really weird. And I was like, well, it's kind of neat. She's like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, honey, go record your little podcast. Yeah. To, to To preempt the ending just a little bit more. Uh, I do think part of the the wow factor of it for me was like I was already settled in for a movie that was fairly cliche and generic. Mm-hmm. And then and I was just kind of like, OK, you know, it's almost over. Cool. Like it wasn't the most unfun I've ever watched, but I was already kind of like my expectations were, you know, nowhere. And then Nick said something in the discord. and I was like, huh? Weird. I can't imagine what Nick got out of this. Yeah. And then and then the moment came back. And there's a couple of moments earlier in the film that that do foreshadow it, but there's no way you could have pieced no, it together. No, you couldn't. Yeah. No. Uh, and so, I, anyways, I, the, my predictions for what the ending was, like, because I knew like the ending in this movie, like before I even started watching it, gets kind of buck wild. And I was like predicting like way weirder shit. Buck wild. <laughs> buck wild. This movie's um, gonna shoot your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> buck I, I don't wild. know what it is about the word buck wild. The, the word buck wild shows up in so many podcasts huh. maybe it's just a word that gets said more often than i give it credit for but anyways it's a podcast we, we'll word to, we'll, we'll save that for my um buck wild entomology podcast uh That's, let's go on to uh let's go on to the plot of this movie. entomology is insects <laughs> <laughs> well that that's a you you it's clearly a, don't know about the six-legged buck wild yeah so. right. buck wild ant it's a little ant with a cowboy hat. All right. So this movie starts. Netflix logo appears, goes boom, and they're whatever their THX knockoff. That's thing. how you know it may or may not be a good quality thing based <laughs> right. on the history of Netflix. It's, yes, it's at that point <laughs> you flip any a coin. direction up or down from here. <laughs> right. Uh, we get the 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 words a Netflix original anime film, which I feel like uh, the words you see right before you die. Um, 
we then get a pretty cool intro of this movie. I really enjoyed this this intro. Why don't more video game movies start with pixel graphics like this? Like it's straight up Dragon Quest V SNES era 16-bit graphics and top down. And it gives you like the the lead-in, like this is a video game movie. Get your nostalgia going. Remember video games? Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> Rev up your nostalgia, boys. Like I don't understand Mario, the first movie we watched for this podcast, starts with this weird 16-bit <laughs> rendering that looks nothing like any Mario game ever except maybe Mario teaches typing. And and it's garbage. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't invoke any of the nostalgia. It kind of feels like it's for mainstream audiences to to get some idea of what a video game feels like, but without providing it in any way um like it doesn't it doesn't get you there this gets you there right off the bat you're looking at the original game art and it looks great it, yes. it was a novel way to do exposition i think my only complaint was that as i was watching it's like oh this is kind of cute but boy this is sounding really generic so far because yes. i mean it's a jrpg with a generic jrpg plot so you know and that's how uh, dragon quest works in general like all dragon quest games are very much like the the heavenly hero and a big dark evil yep. like yeah th- that's what it oh. is but don't yeah, forget believe- about the holy sword nick <laughs> <laughs> it's in brooklyn <laughs> you gotta go quest the brooklyn hero uh but like the the problem the problem with this intro is that you're like so impressed by like oh they're doing the thing they're making it the retro style tribute to the game is that you don't pay attention to what's actually saying like I had a really hard time because the actual like subtitles because do the like the subtitle like information box uh, in the pixel art you know old style font but that's all in Japanese so they're translating it on the the top of the screen in actual English yeah. so you have you know the sprite art that's happening but then you have a dialogue box in Japanese and then you have subtitles on the top that are both bookending it so like yes wasn't there a narrator. There's uh, no narrator for parts. No, of not it. for this right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. The, the very beginning there was a little bit, and then there was like just the the, the text crawling noise. Yeah. And I think that was a mistake. I think we should have had full narration. That's because I'm a lazy viewer. Yes, but I do think like draw me into the fact that it's a movie. Don't make me read a book. Well, <laughs> but also like they reintroduce characters later on that you're supposed to know from this intro, mm. and I just don't because like I don't have that visual like connection to them. Yeah. And, Every time they introduced a character, I was like, whoa, you're from my childhood. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll accept that. You'll never know otherwise. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big problem. So we have Luca, who is the protagonist of, of this of this epic. Man, that's uh, like a, a name that anybody would just name a random character in a JRPG. Almost every JRPG they play. Should we should we mention that Luca, at least for most of the movie, is voiced by Yuri Lowenthal? I don't know who that is. So he sure. is the Spider-Man from the the last Sony Spider-Man video game and a lot of other Spider-Man projects and just huge catalog of uh of voice acting and generally like pretty good voice actor. He did okay in this. <laughs> I, well, I think he he wasn't helped by a fairly bland main character. Yes. Um yeah. not to say there weren't interesting things that happened around his character, but like he was like, and there's so many things that I want to fault for being generic in this, but it's also kind of the point because nostalgia is very important to this piece and telling kind of a cliche story is almost also important to the overall thing that this is. So anyways, suffice to say, 
the the intro gets gives us our generic jrpg hero his mom was taken away by monsters when he was young his dad has been raising him as a warrior and that's that pretty much catches up us up to speed with the like pixel portion and then we translate over into the the animation yes. portion uh his his mother's name is is mudda Mat Mata. Mut, m- m- Mutta. M- Mama. My Mutta from Brooklyn. What? She's got the magic so sword. God, God, for someone that hates those dinosaurs so much. <laughs> I reference them constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then his, his father, Pancras? Uh, uh, yeah, well, close. I I can't help but think of him as Pancreas. But yes. yeah. Pancras, I think, or Pancras. P-A-N-K-R-A-Z, at any rate. Let's just right. call him Pancreas. Pancreas Fine is by his me. dad. Pancreas and Mutta. <laughs> so he is he is a warrior. I mean, uh, he is royalty, apparently, right? He's like, royalty that's, they, like, because of Mata, but he is not of the Zenithian line that she is from. So, like, uh, Luca is royalty through them. I assume he would the, the warrior would be as well, but he... He introduces himself as a warrior, so sure, yeah. not a well, not and be, because a the Zenithians are also pretty much extinct. So being royal of that line means almost nothing practically in this world. People just give them the right. reputation, but bonus. So <laughs> this uh, then starts a montage of Pancreas and Luca trying to save uh, Luca's mother. It is one of like four or five montages that yes, are in this movie. Quite a few. There were so many moments where I thought they were going to plateau out the time progression because it shows like some stuff from his childhood. And then like it seems like he's caught up with this other kid, the, the, a prince that he meets. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're like introducing this character. And then they're like, oh, no, here's another time jump. But yeah, right. I, I, it would, which makes it a little bit hard to recount these scenes because these scenes bleed into each other to yes. kind of be part yeah. of this very, very long montage. Right. I have some of the beats right here. So they're going on this quest. They meet like a saber-tooth cub, which is like part of the pixel art thing, I think. So they have this pet cub cat companion who they named Percy. Mm-hmm. P-U-R-R-C-Y. Yeah. Um, when they fight enemies, I thought this was pretty clever. When they kill enemies, they turn into like shattered stone. I think that's a great way to get around like violence any gore yeah um and then we're introduced to prince harry who is like this stuck up brat who is luca's age that they i don't i don't even know why they're there but they basically befriend this kid and he's like playing out in like the the royal gardens in his estate and then in this a like giant winged beast swoops down and captures harry mm-hmm which they then go chase after. But like in seemingly in the middle of like this scene, they just time jump to them facing the bad guy that they're ultimately trying to get to. Yeah. I mean, that just gives you a feel for how this movie is going to go, right? Because it's going to time jump time and time again. It's like, why? We're not going to, we're not going to ease you into it. We're just, bam, we're there now. I, I kind yeah. of appreciate that too. It took me a while to appreciate it, but there's a point in the middle of the movie where it's like, okay, actually, I hope they go farther and farther with this. But um, they the the one thing I want to mention between about this scene is as soon as the prince gets gets nabbed, it, sh- it goes back to um, what's what's our main character's name again? Luca. Luca's face, and he just looks so bothered. He doesn't look <laughs> shocked or scared. He's just like, "Ugh, Dad!" <laughs> and, <laughs> gotta do this again. Dad, we gotta save another prince. Yeah. yeah. Which, in, interestingly enough, he makes the choice to take Luca with him to save the prince, who is his own age. Luca's right. own age. Uh, so in that time jump, we leap to these two weird monsters. One's kind of like a demon thing. 
The other one is a, a, a horse human, a reverse like it's, it's, centaur. It's, it's like a it's punk a, it's horse a, man, but, but he still has hooves at the end of his yes. arms. Yeah. It's like a bipedal unicorn and then like a red bobcat. I got very Rocksteady and Bebop vibes yes, off of these dudes. Exactly. But yes, the, ho- the horse man, the unicorn doesn't have, you know, human hands, even though he's bipedal. He's just it's still hooves. Yeah. Um, which just seems like nature kind of fucked you on that. But uh, right. well, or they were made by some like dark sorcerer's experiment. Sure, and sure. Still <laughs> never, got fucked on it though. Never should have been. But very quickly they're beat. But then our main antagonist, uh, whose name is, do you guys remember the name? Lajja. Lajja. L a d j a. Ladia. Yeah. Oh, Ladia. No, it's Lajja. Okay. No, it's pronounced Ladia. But it's sure? spelled with a J. Yes. This, this evil, this evil clown Lodge. wizard shows up. Yes. Um, this... He looks a lot like, and I, again, I'm not familiar with Dragon Quest V, but he looks, he reminds me of the final boss from uh, from Final Fantasy VI, Kefka, because he does have mm. very like pale face, very weird sure. extended features. He's not like full on jester, but he just has this very manic he, vibe. Very Joker-ish, though, and right. almost, yes. almost a Mark Hamill impression yes. for the voice yeah. actor doing him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and weird bug eyes that don't look the same direction, which I think is great. He gets a hold of the son of Pancreas and holds him at scythe point, as you do. And he's like, hey, let my monsters beat up, beat you up. Let them beat you up real good. Yeah, and which, so, what is this logic? <laughs> I'm going to kill your son. He also has Harry as well. I'm going to yes. kill your son and Harry, or I'm going to beat you up. And then I still have your son and Harry. Yeah. Right. Like nothing good comes. Like even if Pancreas like beats Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Like, the guy still has your son. And there's no questioning about this. He's just like, all right, I guess I'll let him beat me up. And so a prolonged, brutal murder happens before our eyes. Yes. These guys just beat Every- him down and beat him down. <laughs> Every time it cuts off screen where you only see the monsters hitting him, it looks so much more violent. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple shots where it goes in and it's like, okay, he's just getting like pummeled. He's not getting like brutalized. But when it's just them attacking from, you just see them attacking something off screen. It looks like a straight up goring. Yeah. But, uh, but you also hear like, there's a point where the unicorn like pulls back a hoof and then hits him and then it cuts away. It just shows like pancreas's feet and you just hear, <laughs> Like yeah. you hear like you oh he just like punctured his chest like he right. just punched with straight a hoof, through him. with a flat hoof right. yeah right yeah it's bad yeah he gets the shit beat out of him um uh meanwhile luca you said like he makes like kind of like a uh nonchalant face when harry gets captured i feel like most of his expressions as childhood luca are just like contorted faces of anguish like whenever uh, well, like especially he here yeah yeah he was just like he gets all bug eye he reminds me a lot of the the main character of one piece mr one piece i don't know his name it's that generic kind of like pro tag face um but just like big old bug eye and like screaming during the scene it, the same thing with with monkey d luffy and with him is that their eyes are very far apart also uh, more farther apart than your like typical anime character and so when they when they go bug-eyed you have a lot more blank room on the face and it really just accentuates the weirdness of the eyes mm-hmm. and i think that like they know what they're doing with that but it, it does give you that very like i don't know kind of it's, it's kind of a silly look along with being uh, a look of, of horror but anyways so uh pancreas is getting the shit beat out of him um he is like fallen onto the ground and also like the scene we're in is like basically like that balrog fight scene in fellowship of the ring it's just like a big stone bridge within like a cavern and then pancreas looks up he's like fly you fools (laughs) (laughs) 
He goes, listen to me. And then like the bad guy just throws a giant fireball at him and he screams in agony. And he doesn't even get to impart the last words of wisdom. Well, he does. He does. He does. He does. Yeah. But it's after he gets fireballed. Right. So exactly. Because Lu- Lu- Luca goes up to his body and he's like, hey, find your mom. And that, that's like, oh, that's not <laughs> very good wisdom at all. But yeah. I guess all Listen right. to my words. Your mom's out uh, there somewhere. Find your mother. In, in a real, in a, in a moment that was actually really dark, the, the, the villain was like, all right, you guys are my slaves now. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And then they yes. were. <laughs> They, they yes. were, which is a pretty, ten pretty years. bummer origin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our next time jump. <laughs> what I really like about this time jump, they do jump 10 years ahead. So they are older now. Uh, they're also like, how come we haven't run away? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> and then they're like, let's do it. And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, obviously, the- they do. <laughs> like, yeah. with almost no effort, <laughs> they escape Well, they, they have to rip off the Hobbit. And get in yeah, these yeah. barrels. They pull a hobbit heist. Yeah. So they find out that from another guy that the only way you leave this temple mountain uh, complex that is taken over by the monsters in Ladia is if you get in a barrel, or I'm sorry, if you die, your corpse is put in a barrel and sent down river, which is weird. Because if you're going to contaminate the water with bodies, why are you wasting all those barrels? Yeah. It seems like a real waste of, of <laughs> yeah. these perfectly good. Like just toss the casks. bodies in there. It could be a shipment to like a necromancer or something, though. Right? Like, no, it's not, though. The barrels. Well, hold on. The barrels could be getting recycled from the town down below because we find mm. out that they drop it down a waterfall into a town. But mm-hmm. you never know. A, a, a necromancer might be coming along, scooping up those barrels and then being like, oh, perfect. Let me send these barrels back for some more bodies. Maybe. So I just saying it's a possibility. Let's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's not assume too much about the lore of this world. Sure. Let's not discredit sure. the writers too much. Yeah. Well, um, they do get away pretty easily using the Hobbit trick. They get caught yes. in the process not not uh they get seen and uh they bounce around through the city defying all physics and like what would have clearly killed them uh they they managed to land in a merchant's um hay cart well he the, he the merchant does see them yeah he sees them and like giddy ups and like catches them very very cool very cool yeah uh, and acts like it's no big deal he serves monsters in his pub and and like waits until they're gone to let the people out. The one thing, the one important detail we missed is that they do pick up another character kind of along the way while they're while they're making their escape for, through the poop barrels. A little goo, uh, the, the a little barrels. slime. Yeah, a slime sees them and is like hmm and follows them. And that that's that's just a thing that we'll we'll get back to you later. But right, is this the, can the slimes teleport? No, it not, seemed like it. They don't teleport in the. In the normal franchise, I don't think they okay. normally teleport. He j- yeah, he just kind of like apparitions himself. Yeah, well, well, and in all fairness, we do know a little bit more about him, but because yeah. he's an important character. But the, just uh, all true. we need to know I for now is that, that our heroes have in the company a, a slime uh, following them. Uh, but yeah, they've been rescued by this guy who caught them in his pay. He serves monsters in his tavern. His name is Doctor Agen. Don't think too hard about that. Because uh, he has a wagon. Oh, Dr. Hagen's wagon. No, I get it. Yeah, Dr. Hagen's wagon. Uh, he, but yeah, he's been spying on the temple uh, from the from from uh, using the tavern as kind of a front. And he's like, I just really hate those guys up there. And he helps prisoners escape, I guess. It's like some part of some sort of like, I don't know, secret society or something where they're trying to. Yeah, like a, he's a the... resistance guy. He's like, I moved. I opened this tavern to spy on the operation here. And and right. Like you said, he helps people get out. He's he's in the resistance, whatever that resistance is. He seems really important, but then they leave. Yeah. 
Well, so he gets information from them and then he sends them on their way because it's not safe for them to be there because they've been seen. They've, they're, you know, the, the monsters know who they are. So they got to go. They go to Harry's uh, kingdom first. They drop him off. All right. All right. Goodbye, Harry. You're useless to the plot now. Um, <laughs> well, they have a they have a moment where Harry assumes that Luke is going to come with him. And Luke is like, nope. My dad's final words. I got to go see my mom. And, Mutta. and Mutta. And uh, then Harry has like his heartfelt like swear uh, 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 oath of fealty moment where he's like, your dad saved my life. I'd be dead if it weren't for him showing up and he died because of me. I hate the way they play out that scene because they almost make it look like he's going to say something that Luca doesn't know. Like your dad is my dad and we're brothers or like anything, you know, or we're brothers. (laughs) 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 We got to stick together. Uh, Whatever the case, it seems like it's going to be a secret reveal. And it's like, you know, that thing you already know. Well, it's true. <laughs> and, and Oh, shit. But he does say, because your dad saved me, anything you ever need, I'll be there for you. And and then we don't see him for a long enough time to forget he exists, which is. Well, I kept I was like, I kept wondering, when are they going to come back and yeah. bring him back in? Because I was like, for sure, you know, in a moment of need, they're going to bring him back in. And the moment of need was fairly artificial. Like it could have not happened, but it was but glorious it's enough. It's good. I yeah. So he'll be back. We'll see Harry again. So Luca then journeys home back to his cottage where him and Pancreas grew up. Uh, while he's snooping around, we do get the the slime in the background. While he like as he's looking around, the slime like pokes its head around trees and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just following the spy him. and slime. Spy and so slime. It's kind of a Where's Waldo moments going through there. <laughs> where's the slime? Uh, the 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 movie practices some extreme plot expediency because as soon as he enters his childhood home, he stumbles <laughs> upon like the first thing he does is stumble upon the important secret room with all of the notes about his heroic destiny, which um, he only finds because he slips on ice and almost falls on and impales himself. It, yeah, it almost impales himself to death on I guess what is a frozen broken pot with like all the shards facing up. I don't. Yeah, understand. I assumed it was like a broken glass bottle or something yeah um and so he's like hanging over it and manages to grab on a pulley if you have a secret room i don't i don't the pulley in the middle of the room is the best way to hide it but he grabs the the pulley and it opens up the secret floor uh the secret room under the floor rather and he goes down and like you said plot expediency galore everything is told to us right there uh well not ever i mean honestly i like the misdirect here but yeah the 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 belief that his father held is there his father wrote a journal entry that says uh mata and he um believe that the uh, zenithian heavenly hero who can wield the zenithian blade is their son which would be luca and he's the one who can fight back the evil and save everything and because because mata was zenithian mm-hmm. um, but but pancreas was not so like luca is part zenithian right so he carries that bloodline and he's got sometimes some little gold in his eyes which mm, is a little what, shimmer what you need so uh while he's rummaging around trying to find out what he should be doing next uh he climbs back out of the secret room and he is confronted mm-hmm. by pancreas's noble friend and companion 
I forgot his name. It's either Sancho or Poncho, and I actually it's can't Sancho. remember. Sancho. Okay. Which yes. I assume is a Sancho Panza reference. Yeah. But yeah, Sancho is his name. And he is, yeah, he is Luca's father's and friend. And taking orders is my game. Yeah. He helped uh, raise Luca in the this place in the past, and now I guess he's been living here ever since. He thinks Luca's a bandit, but they have a quick, like, it's me, this is my house moment. And then they they eat and have dinner. And Sancho tells him he buys into the whole thing. He must be the legendary hero because uh, it only makes sense. <laughs> That's the because only, of your eyes. Because Look of your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah, they're gold sometimes. Yeah. So, anyways, go, he tells him about the magical sword. That's that's actually not that not all that hidden. It's but his dad found it. He just never went and got it for some reason. Yeah, um, it, was, it was out of the way. It was it was it's it's at a it's at a like a like a some ruler some some yeah. duke. It's, it's in another house. kingdom. Rodrigo Briscoletti in Mustraferrado has... Hey! Hey, it's a Rodrigo! <laughs> uh, Anyways, a comet came down and it broke his whole village. <laughs> it brought a now sword. Now there's dinosaurs. Uh, so the, the problem with going there is that it would be an epic journey. There's forests and caves and mountains you have to cross, and they're and all monsters. filled with monsters. Yeah. And and uh, Luca's not having it. He's like, I'm not the hero. That's crazy. I'd die. But then he doesn't do that. <laughs> he decides to go and in true RPG form, just grinds his way out and seems to get right. better and better as he goes. It's a montage again. Montage uh, two of 87. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it was pretty good, actually, because it's a good way to represent grinding because level grinding is always a thing in these JRPGs. And he gets to fight a bunch of different monsters that you get to see like representations of all your favorite, you know, Dragon Quest monsters on screen. Um, and Goro, it's, yeah, Snackmon, <laughs> Fla- Flagellants. Uh, during this montage, he also uh kind of joins forces with the slime, which he names uh Gutrude, Gu- Gutrude, 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 who speaks only in like little like high pitched noises, no yeah. no proper bah, voice, bah. is voiced by. Um, the guy who played Spike in Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I I know it, and I don't have it he, in front he voiced of me. Am- Amon in like Legend of Korra. He's done a ton of Steve Bloom. Steve, yes, Steve Bloom. Blum. Yeah, B L U could be could be Bloom or Blum. I'm not sure, but yes, uh, B L U M. Um, so he's he's the voice of this thing. I, the thing is. I don't know if he's the voice of the whole movie or not, but he's at least the voice of this thing at some point in the movie. And we'll leave it at that, I guess, for now. Um, but he also teams up with Percy, um, which he finds as a full-grown saber cat now. Um, at first, he thinks it's an enemy that he's going to have to fight, and he tries to back away and say he doesn't want to fight it. But then Percy chases after, and they laugh and have fun, and they're now they're a team. And- it's kind of funny how much the saber-tooth cat looks like the saber-tooth from Ice Age. yeah. But the he's he's got that orange mane or whatever. So yeah, red mane. Mohawk looks it, it also reminds me of the the one from Final Fantasy VII, right? The like uh, oh, the red. red or he's more of a is. he's more of a wolf coyote. Isn't he more tiger? Maybe it's just in my no, memory. No, he's he's more much more of like a coyote wolf type. Uh, That's weird. He, he um, does have long it's, things. It's, yeah, maybe it's just like the red uh, the, the, the fur on the back. Thing, yeah, yeah, where he's got like big haunches on the the Final Fantasy VII one. Um, anyways, that kind of gathers them up and takes them to Mastro Um, and when they get there, 
we we get a title screen in the middle of the movie for some reason, like the still image of a um of a wanted sign, and it feels like if this were broken up into TV shows, like this would be the episode start. Like, boom, new episode. You've arrived in Mastroferrato, and it's bounty on what they call a Bwoon. I mean, I'm sorry, they call a Bjorn, but it's clearly spelled Bwoon, B-W-O-O-N on the no screen. No one knows about these weird letters, Nick. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So it, anyways, they call it a Bjorn, this Bjorn no, monster. No, it's, it's, its name is Bjorn. The type of monster it is is a behemoth. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, the 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 point is he has to go, uh, or, or the 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 treasure of the kingdom, basically being made heir to Mastro Ferrado is on the line if you can defeat Bjorn. Um, what a what a Canadian town, you know? It's like come beat up our moose, marry my daughter. <laughs> 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 um, it's the best prize we got. I don't know. What do you want? We got this moose problem. <laughs> you want money? Yeah, he's got the guts money here. So much like Joe said with this, uh, you you have a bizarre instance where they meet someone who is from the character's past, but you would never know it because you didn't pay attention right. enough in the beginning of the movie, I guess. I, I don't remember if it was introduced there or not, but he goes to the, the king's house or the duke's house, whatever position rodrigo has and uh while he's there the daughter is fighting with her father rodrigo about not wanting to get married to whoever beats bjorn she doesn't want to have her husband chosen that way i've seen aladdin thank you yes and she goes to storm out of the house and when she does her eyes sparkle and his eyes sparkle and they look at each other and they go nira luca and they know each other they've had some shared past apparently Oh, uh, I know you by your eight by eight sprite. Yeah, right. Um, so now her her worries about marrying whoever beats Bjorn are thrown out the window because hey, Luca's here, and I was a baby, but for some reason I love him. Um, so it's perfect. Yeah, right. Uh, so they they're gonna go ahead and uh, give him the sword, um, and they go to the treasury to get it. And basically, the uh, Rodrigo guy is saying, you're going to do this. You're going to fight it. I know you will because you're clearly the heavenly hero. And he says, no, I'm not. You can't really think I am. And he's like, well, one easy way to find out. If you draw the sword, you're invincible, and then you'll go fight it. They open up the treasury doors, and the treasury has been ripped off the castle. (laughs) Not a good way to store your vast riches in a... (laughs) In an extension that can be broken off of your home. Very Is that what without- happened? I thought they. I thought Bjorn broke a hole into the treasury. Well, it, it's like it a out. little, like a like a addition tower. Added like like uh, I don't know what you would call it, but sure, his little tower segment b- branch extra off spire. Of, yeah, and that has been like broken into. Oh, that's not how I read that, but I can see. Regardlessly, that, yeah. the magic sword is missing. Yes, so he's gonna have to go into the lair to get the magic sword he does and he gets beat up and then he runs away um <laughs> which is pretty good yeah pretty i like good. that yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good start he he, come, he comes to the tavern begging for healing herbs yep I, I need that herb there's another girl from his past that we don't know but we're supposed to know bianca who he apparently had some grand adventure with in the past 
that we don't know anything about again because we weren't paying attention at the beginning of the movie so they glad, fought, glad i was there for that they fought some ghosts in a tower and he thinks or she thinks of him as a hero from that and uh, and there's a lot of like implied shared history that we just don't have ever on screen all the more reason i think this should be a tv series if netflix had optioned this as a series we could have gotten lots of time with all of these different characters and really built something out of this well i don't think netflix had the the rights to, i mean i think they just got the streaming rights to the thing i don't think they optioned but the it's a netflix original thing. dylan that's what it told me <laughs> yeah okay yeah fair enough so i blame them <laughs> and that and that times new roman font just like took three seconds for an intern to scroll that on there yeah this is original i made let's this go, let's get jamming though yeah Bianca right. gives him some of those yum yum herbs and he and he suddenly turns from burnt to, to healthy again and they're like all right let's do Good that effect. again i like healing as like magical healing i like a video game in this context totally cool fine yum yum good he's uh, he runs back and he's like no don't come with me i'm gonna beat it alone and he, he so he hasn't learned from his last time nonetheless they all go in together to the to the the moose's lair again and um i mean there's a lot of events that happen here i don't know that we want to do a full play-by-play of the action no basically but- they split up they have a plan well not they don't have a plan they have a reaction uh, they see the sword. And it's like a plan. It's like it's like a plan you make really fast. <laughs> they see the sword and they try to go get it, but the whole place kind of collapses in when Boon wakes up, and he is just what you said—a behemoth, a big, three-eyed demonic moose monster, uh, like a like a yeti and a demon and a yeah. moose all smashed like together. Kind of part plant because he has like yeah. green, like mossy fur or something. Which they never like. I almost wonder if he just sleeps for a long time because they never l- do anything with his plantiness. But I, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I just assume there's it's it's more of a game just like a you know just this is how it was in the in the games or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. This is what he looks like here. Um, the, the design is good on him. He's cartoony, but he's cool. Yes, I agree. He's very kind of like Falcor ish, but in their style. Um, but anyways, uh, Luca goes to fight him while he tells all of the rest of the party, Gertrude, Gertrude. Uh, percy and bianca to go find the sword because it has fallen in the chaos um so surprisingly puts up a pretty good fight against it he he manages to uh keep it busy and deflect some blows and then they get the sword and they toss it to him in a big dramatic moment and he's like oh you're fucked now buddy and he goes to open to, to pull the sword out of the sheath and it just clicks and will not budge the heavenly sword, the Zenithian blade, will not open for Luca. Our protagonist is not our hero. Oh no! Which I, I, that was good yeah. twist. Good twist yes. for the middle of a movie yes. to build off of. Fan not even of the middle, honestly, though. We're only like a third of the way through. This is just uh. really the end of the first act. Um, so they manage to to run and get out of uh, Boone's lair. Boone can fly. Chases after them. Uh, and they realize that his eye, his third eye, is a weak spot, um, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they end up not attacking the eye. They attack well, his wing to ground him and then, yeah, and then threaten his eye. They manage to put a sword right up to his eye. And Boon has this big, deep, resonating voice, and he's like, well, go on then, kill me. <laughs> it's so, like, kind of sad. Uh, but, uh, but Lucas says, nope. I don't have to kill you if you you swear loyalty to me. Um, and you got to swear to me. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Boone says, I don't want to die, which again, 
good line. Good, like I, just, I like big dumb monsters like having some humanity. Um, right. Well, but, he also uh, his eyes change different colors. Yes, they which shift. I assume is like the Luca's like Zenithian power. Like yeah, it's affecting him in some way for sure. Yeah, they say it a pa- few pacifying points. him. They 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 like name drop monster masters a few times uh, mm-hmm. in this. And I'm wondering if that's something from the games that's not really fleshed it, out here, where yeah. maybe monster masters can like get in touch with master with monsters, which would explain Gushrud, which would explain you know c- c- uh, Percy. Just that maybe he has like a natural. I, I don't know. If that's that's it's they're just referencing could, everyone's favorite uh, uh, side series, Dragon Warrior Monster, which was the Pokemon of the Dragon Quest universe. Mm. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Game, well, anyways, nonetheless, the monster's like, cool, yeah, I'm down, and then he flies off. Uh, I think in, there in, is in Dragon Quest Five specifically because I was looking at some stuff about this after watching. I think there is some monster training stuff where you can get them as allies. Um, or that makes sense. Since like Gutrude is already part yeah. of the party. Yeah. There are a few. Actually, I think this part of the movie is some of the best kind of character writing, uh, where we kind of get the. Now that we have Bianca here. She's kind of being buddy buddy with uh, with uh, Luca as he's trying to go and like propose to the princess because he now has the right, and she's being you know like the the forceful wingman type um, and tomboy character being like right, I know yeah. what women want. I'm going to tell you so you can go be direct. Yeah, right. So Luca hosts uh, Luca direct. He goes up to uh, Nira. Nira. Is mm-hmm. that her name? Yes. I was blanked out. Uh, and. Uh, tries to propose and can't and then Bianca literally walks up behind him and literally walks him through the proposal word by word mm-hmm. and he asks and she says oh I thought you'd never ask I'm glad you asked and then just like wait for my father to be like well you're married now yeah so they're they are they are bound uh engaged they're they're going to be married and then I guess uh Bianca goes and gets it seems seems like she gets drunk. <laughs> like, she gets real drunk, yeah. She's oh, yeah. hanging out in the pub. There, there's a moment right before this as well, just so the just so the audience really does know what's going on because uh Luca is like explaining all the great things about Bianca to his new fiance. He's like, Oh man, she was there with me this, she was there with my childhood, and you're like, Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're getting at movie. Yeah. They set uh, this up pretty, pretty obviously it's yeah but it but it is it, it it's obvious but it is like okay but i do want him to be with bianca not this princess get out of here she didn't even help fight the monster um so bianca goes and gets drunk and he goes back to the tavern and he's and he's uh, and bianca's all drunk and he's like well i'm gonna go to my room now and lo and behold there's a witch in his room with a magic potion <laughs> who that, that this will correct me? the plot <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's his bachelor's party <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> party of one um there's so so she gives him a potion and she's like come on you want to drink it and it's like you should not dr- stranger danger yeah, Luca. yeah. This yeah. Is not a good potion. message for this movie to be delivering <laughs> it's a, it's in I mean, the, the message there's two messages here. There's one good message, and then there's this other message where you should drink <laughs> potions given to you by strangers, there's, by strange there's, old witches. There's three paths here that this that this could go. Uh, in my in my mind, when I'm watching this, it's like okay, one, uh, he drinks the potion and it's, it's a nothing thing because whatever. Two, he drinks the potion and he realizes that he really loves Bianca. Or three, it's a love potion, and he falls in love with the witch, and that's the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of expected like there to be some weird side plot where she like in, you know entraps him, and then the other two girls have to go save him or something. Um, but Meanwhile, no. I just want to I just want to bring this up right now. This all of this is happening. 
Lucas Mata is still yeah being kidnapped. That's a good. Is point. still in the possession of Ladia. Yeah, like we, so the Mata is alive and she is in a magical barrier in the the flying palace of Ladia, who the whole goal is that he's trying to force her to open a gateway, which we we did kind of gloss over this major part of the plot. Ladia's whole deal is he wants to open a gateway to uh, another dimension or another plane or something for Grandmaster Nimzo to come in and take over the world. He doesn't he's, have any actual motivations. He's just an evil guy. <laughs> he's, well, he, you know, it's interesting because he does have that motivation strongly, though. Like, for whatever reason, he believes sure. Grandmaster Nimzo should come back because later in the movie, he's like, he's like, it's the, everything I've ever wanted or something like that. Like, right. he's not a boring character. No, he's wild he, and he's crazy. Fun to watch, he's but he silly, is one dimensional. Um, yeah. He's like chaos. He's like chaos in the Battle Arena to Shinden movie. Yeah. Um, what I think of him as. I guess as an important uh, note on, on what he's, he's got the mother, but the mother has made a barrier around himself or around herself. And she, you know, in this state, she can basically just hold him off. Yeah. Thankfully, seemingly indefinitely because like years and years right. are passing. So, um, well, let's jump back real quick to the potion then. So sure. of course, Luca drinks the potion. Right. So the, the witch says the potion will tell you, because I think we didn't say this, will tell you your true heart's desire. You don't yeah. sometimes know what you want, and this will make it clear. It shows you that witch body going, ooh. ooh. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. but this is also the first kind of hint about the grander plot. Uh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll just put, put a yeah, bookmark I, there and come back to it yeah. at the end. But basically, he, take, he takes the potion, and then he goes into the Matrix, uh, he just yeah. like slumps on his bed and then falls through cyberspace and there's just like basically a big kind of nest style dialogue prompt that says I think it says like Nira yes no right uh, and then he falls through that and he sees Bianca while he's in there and he's like so, ah shit ah, yeah. I chose the wrong one he, he wakes up he, he goes to the king he's like I can't marry your daughter I'm in love with this other ish. It's a real ballsy move. I'm going to just say, like, no less than 24 hours ago, did you say, like, yes, I'll take your daughter's hand in marriage and then come yeah. back and be like, no, um, you change your mind. Well, the king's pretty good spirited about it. Though. At first, he's a little upset, but then he's like, wait a minute. I'm shouting at the hero of fucking destiny here. Yeah. So he's like, just pretend I've been mad at you. And he's <laughs> like, okay, I'll take that. And so he goes on his merry way, having successfully dumped the princess. And he goes and tells Bianca, hey, I love you, actually. And, and she's Bianca, like, oh, cool, I love well, you, too. when he tells Bianca, he doesn't say, because I love you. He says, there's someone else I love. And Bianca is pissed. She's the one who gets overtly irate. And is like, oh, what did you just fall in love with some girl downtown who gave you puff puff? <laughs> I just want, I, I think we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't discuss too much what puff puff is. Rather, no, well, it's, we should just let minds go wild. Here's the thing about what puff what puff is, is, though, Joe. <laughs> Here's the thing about my vast puff puff experience. Sometimes puff puff is just getting some makeup done from a pretty bunny girl in front of a frozen city of Vikings. Is this all a euphemism? <laughs> sometimes puff puff is a deep tissue massage given to you by two slimes sometimes what? is this game trivia yes <laughs> these are all instances of puff puff in the games uh puff puff has been in dragon quest for you know as long as dragon quest basically 
and the original reference and what it is has been thankfully to be more family friendly diluted a bit over the years uh so in like dragon quest uh oh my god what's the latest dragon quest 11 is that the number yes uh, uh, 11 or 12 i think yeah i can't remember whatever the latest dragon quest is there's a number of different ways that they introduce puff puff the the first time <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. happy puff puff you can get puff puff in basically every city in the game <laughs> um and i did i mean it's a very it's a very common <laughs> service uh one of one of the puff puff girls is just hanging out behind a uh no uh, uh she's no. hanging out behind a bathhouse and she asks you if you want puff puff and you say yes and it goes dark and you don't know what happens and you're like did i just and then the next time you get puff puff it's in a desert city and this girl is meets you on the street and she's like all right you got to come with me into my house and you go into her house and you go up to her bed and she's like just lay down on my bed and you lay down on her bed and she's like all right i'm gonna get started but i always turn off the lights first is that okay and you go yeah that's okay and she you turn off the lights and it goes puff 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 and then the lights come back on and there's a big <laughs> just, just bur- four there's a big burly dude <laughs> there and she's like i got my dad to give you puff puff this time i hope you don't mind (laughs) no (laughs) and uh and then it's the last time you get puff puff in the game you're in this flying tree that is like yggdrasil but not it's got its own name but it's this giant world tree very important to the plot and there's a girl there who uh Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's in, actually, it's in a giant mine in the sky, but another uh, flying island. Oh, of course. Sorry. Excuse but us. But there's a girl there, and she'll give you Puff Puff if you want, and she attaches you. She says, okay, but I like to do it with ropes, and she ties you <laughs> up with ropes and pushes you off the island, and you bungee jump so that your head falls in the clouds, and then you come back out with a Puff Puff. <laughs> that's that's Puff Puff. So what is Puff Puff, Dylan? What have you learned today? Uh apparently puff puff is great that's what it is <laughs> and if you ever get a pretty girl asking you to give you puff puff you say yes you say yes without never, a second never turns out question <laughs> except for maybe that dad <laughs> except the burly dude showing up sometimes all right well that's that's puff puff that's all yeah. the puff puff that's fit to print so I, they did they slipped in a puff puff reference but then he tells her no it's the this pretty girl who's like uh tough and i can tell her everything and yeah and it's her it's bianca so she's happy she loves you to give me puff puff for the rest of my life she gets she gets super like teary-eyed and she's like you can't take this back which is another thing that happens at least in the last dragon quest you get to marry one of your companions and they're like you better not be messing with me (laughs) and so i don't know if that's just been an ongoing thing in the games or not but um they get married. They uh, they say they're going to have to give the sword away to someone at some point. But for now, they're going to go back to Wheelbrook, which is where Luca was raised, and they're going to have their kid. And they do. Which they, again, the mother is is right. captured all of this and time, imprisoned, and you're going to go home and start a family because yeah. this is the fucking like Fallout Four like problem. Like, well, oh, now, my child has been on. kidnapped, but I'm going to do all this other stuff. For That's, it's it's a little different because. You know, he has no idea if his mother's actually alive. Like, yes, he's told she was, but also she's on this like flying island, you know, and so, like the worst monster in the world is going right. And he's fairly not the convinced hero of destiny anymore. Fairly right? exactly, fairly convinced he can't help her even if he did go. But still, a little weird to go and live your life and just have a fun time. Um, well, fun time. I mean, he's you know he's. I mean, he had Puff Puff Joe. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, you're right. I he have to assume at some point yeah. Puff Puff was had. Named, he named his son Puff Puff, which was weird. Should 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 we talk about what <laughs> Puff Puff really is, or you're trying to say don't say that, Joe? Oh no, I mean, I was just I was just saying it's better as a mystery. But all right, we'll leave what Puff Puff. All of those things that I said are true to the games, so we'll leave it at that. Okay, but I'm pretty sure it's sex. Mm. <laughs> no, it's just fellatio. It's a specific sexual act. <laughs> or or yeah, well, sexualized act, not sexual. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Moving on. Anything sexual anything <laughs> sexual can get you pregnant, so. <laughs> then it's uh, not. Anyways. Then it's not sexual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Luca and, and, and uh, uh, Bridget, what's her name? Bianca? Uh, yes. Bianca and Luca have a baby. They have Puff Puff. That they maybe, presumably have Puff Puff at some point. That child is... Alice, uh, Alus, A-L-U-S, and the first thing they note about him is that he has golden eyes, brilliantly golden eyes. They're like, that's weird. Better not think too much about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not going to mention that. And then from across the room, the heavenly sword just starts to like vibrate. And they're like, huh, it's been doing that for a while now. Oh, well. <laughs> and they don't put two and two together at all, which is just a little bit sad. Yeah. Uh, instead, his inference is, oh, I guess I need to find someone soon. Yeah. So they, <laughs> then they're attacked by some monsters in their home. Mm-hmm. They got to run. And this yeah. is where I think the this is the first time the plot got really interesting to me. I was a little bit surprised actually that a kid happened. I was like, oh wow! Like, yeah. Is, when they say your story is going to be like he's going to go all the way to like old age or something, but um, this is the, the plot starts to get a little wild here because uh, they 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 get attacked. Um, and they're running and he gives the baby to uh, Pont- Sancho and uh, Sancho gets away. However, uh, Bianca and um, Luca are fighting them off. Bianca gets hit with some spell that like knocks her out. It's a sleep and- spell. Yeah, was it snooze? I know only this from Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh man, it, it is It is good to mention that they, they do have they, some pretty good words for yeah, casting ka-fizzle, spells. Yeah, ka-sizzle, yeah, for fire uh, kawoosh, spells. Yeah, kawoosh for wind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Luca confronts uh, not 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 Lagia, Ladia, Laudanum, the the main bad Laudanum. guy. Yes, Laudanum. <laughs> um, and it doesn't go well. It goes really really badly. Uh, yeah, it goes he, pretty poorly. The, the 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 bad guy casts like a single spell, and he petrifies Luca in a really nasty way. Luca's like got a look of terror on his face. Yeah, it does, yeah, terror and pain, like this stone kind of creeps across the ground, hits his leg. And then it like grows over him with spikes. And he tries to do a spell like as his last words, yeah. but it cuts Tried off because yeah. Cause it, it, it I, I thought it was a pretty good it, scene. It also freezes the Zeninthian blade. Yes. And with him. Yes. Cause I guess Lottie, I just didn't know that I was there, which is no, good. I, I mean, he, he wouldn't did. have any way of knowing, I guess. So, right. And then yeah. he does this really creepy thing where he like comes up and like embraces the petrified Luca. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And is like, he's just so gingerly gross. like touching his face. He's a real Kafka, but yeah. I think it works particularly well that he's so like, I don't know, because he's so efficient, effective as a villain. He, all of his like weird, creepy vibes, are made that much more creepy. Yeah. Um, he he kidnaps Bianca and he's like, "Oh shit, you're actually as an Indian too." And yeah, you then didn't he's know, like, but surprise, your your parents must have cast a spell on you to cover your eyes, but they're actually real fucking gold too. <laughs> and um, he goes bazap, and then she looks in a pool of water, and her eyes go from blue to to gold. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And 
laudanum is like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna use you you're gonna help me break the spell and you know there's an ithian so he takes her up to his flying weird castle thing in the clouds temple is what they call it and uh you learn that the zenithians can communicate telepathically uh so she talks to his mom and his mom's like uh, i can't help you but um don't worry we're just not gonna give him the spell and she's like sorry you're kind of fucked though yeah <laughs> and i'm in here in this yeah. super magical barrier that i made if you could make one of those could you make one of those no you can't Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be a bad uh, next couple minutes for your sister. So, uh, to reiterate what the plot point is here is the the villain Laudanum La- Ladia uh, Ladia is trying to get the mom Mutta to teach Bianca a spell that opens the gateway because Bianca won't or because Mutta won't cast it. Maybe Bianca will. I don't yeah. know why he it has that. to be a Zenithian to cast the spell. Is the idea right? Uh, yes. So you at least need Zenithian power to yeah. cast a spell. Um. So. Uh, he freezes Bianca as well. He does the same thing, same kind of stony thing, and then he just kind of lets her topple over. And not before she puts up a fight. She like tries yeah. to kick his ass, and he just she goes wears ka-sizzle, her down. kawoosh, kabash, yeah, kabam, fizzle. She gets, she doesn't get as much fighting time as the other characters, but she is pretty cool. Like all, all yeah. the fighters have some unique things they do. I feel mm-hmm. like. well, she's definitely the um, caster of the, yeah, of the yeah. party. Um, I thought for sure he was going to like drop her off the ledge here. Me like, too. Like, yeah. oh, Me man. too. He's going to like really murder her. And uh, I mean, it's fine that, that he doesn't in this case, but yeah. I was expecting a little bit more. I can't, there was a few moments here where I kept expecting more gut punches uh, with things yeah. that were happening because mm-hmm. they're like, oh man, they're freezing dudes. Oh shit, this is intense. Um, but then it does kind of cut itself back a little bit because we jumped forward to the kid growing up a little bit. Eight years later have passed. Right. There's like a time lapse. It's another montage. Yeah. We get seasons passing, moss growing on the statue of Lots of Luca. monsters back and forth between warriors and monsters like marching yes. from to and fro the temple or whatever mm-hmm. um but the end of the montage is basically um alice alice whatever you want to call him getting the tool that unfreezes petrified people yeah um so not too much time between him actually get the the, the parents getting frozen and, and I, alice finding the thing i wonder in the game is there do you play as alice for a while and you eventually find that at the end of like a mission it's, it's just the first thing we see of him doing he's eight years old he found it done he does say like, oh, we finally found it, but it's so quick for us. I would think maybe that maybe you still play. You play as Luca the whole time and you just you just miss that eight year gap. Well, you're, you're frozen. Or, you're unfrozen. Or you have to wait like eight hours of in-game time. <laughs> oh, that sounds frozen fun. in place. <laughs> Joe, you should design that game. That sounds great. So in Dragon Quest 11 or 12 or whatever it is. <laughs> The latest Dragon Quest that's out currently. There Tales are, of Elusive Age. There are times where you don't play as the main protagonist for large chunks of time ah. because they're going to go tell a story in a different part of the world and tell some other things. So I don't know if that's if that's just the heritage of Dragon Quest or if that's a thing they did in this one. I got to tell you guys, I've never been a Dragon Quest fan only because I kind of played around it, right? Like I just didn't play those games growing up. I had right. Dragon Warrior when I was in like yeah you know, when i was a kid basically right uh and i played is, a little bit of this? it yeah yeah um i mean it's just it's the first dragon quest game just dragon warrior north america um so i had the first one of those and i played it a little bit but i was more final fantasy and i never beat final fantasy but i always wanted to play final fantasy more uh so that's where that time went i didn't play dragon quest properly until this last one and now i'm like fuck have i been missing out 
on <laughs> a fantastic franchise or is this last one just super super good it's a really good game it starts off much like this movie where you think you're looking at like a child's plot and you're bored and you're like ah oh, it's just good versus evil it's boring it gets so deep and you get so much characterization and it's what i think this movie wanted to be but in a in a much deeper way because it's a video game and it has more time to work with. Right. Well, um, it's telling, right, that when Squaresoft and Enix merged, that Square Enix, the the company, did not just like axe either Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest, right? Like they saw value in both of those. Yeah. So it's a fantastic video game. And I assume that this because it has this pedigree of what Dragon Quest V was, that could be a thing they did. Maybe they spent time with sure with uh alice or not i'm not sure but it, it wouldn't be out of character so the sun yeah the sun unfreezes luca luca's like my how you've grown in the two seconds i was asleep and his son is like dad it's been eight years and he's like oh shit and <laughs> oh man i gotta stop drinking so much <laughs> <laughs> the son does have a pretty fun personality he's just kind of like a, a little cocky but also like he's he's he can back it up yeah which i mean he's it, it's good i'm glad he's not another coy like jrpg protagonist right like his dad before him i know this there's there's connective tissue between dragon quest and dragon ball z or dragon ball in general because the artist of dragon ball also mm-hmm. was the original artist for dragon dragon yeah. quest so, but this does feel like the the Goku to the Gohan, like, oh, here's my son. He's super plucky and, and yeah. ready to take on the world, and I'm the seasoned warrior. I must, you know, teach him. But also, like, it must be a real mind fuck to, like, just wake yeah. up and your son is, like, is an actual human being. But they, they, when he wakes up, they're also being attacked by Cyclopses, and um, the, the, the son is using his dad's sword for a bit, but then he loses the sword, and the dad tosses him the the... Super Zenithian fancy holy blade. sword. Yeah, the Zenithian blade. Not because he thinks he can open it, but just because he's, he throws it and he's like, oh shit, I threw him a sword that won't work. Um, and then the son pulls up with the sword and he's like, oh, oh shit, my son, all this time, how did I not realize yeah. all the signs that were there? Um, and, it, and you think the same thing because you're like, it was pretty obvious, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the son uses the sword and it's clearly very powerful it fucks up two cyclops real hard makes a big old yeah big old like carves a cleft through the earth yeah right um and it's appropriately it's an appropriately jazzy moment for the sword reveal Mm -hmm. uh one of the other cyclops sees that shit and he's like all righty i'm out of (laughs) here and uh i also want to mention that uh, uh sancho is still here which you know it's been 18 years since he hasn't aged a day yeah well also like man i begin to he even says, "Why do you look old now?" Yeah, like which, yeah. Again, you just saw you just saw your son as an older person. How are you not putting yeah. this together, you stupid protagonist? Um, but yeah, I mean, if I were Sancho at this point, I'd be like, "I'm too old for this shit." Like I, Sancho, Sancho feels like a bit of a missed a missed uh, opportunity because he's in a lot of he's he's like a supportive character in a lot of places, but he doesn't really have much of a character. Right. Yeah. He, he's got a cool design visually. Um, very much a kind of a chubby, oafy friend, but he doesn't really have much of a personality. Uh, these character archetypes are all present in uh, the latest Dragon Quest game as well, so I think they just reuse them through all of these games. Not the names, but the, the archetypes. And it just seems like these writers love these kinds of guys. The, like, the big, reliable guy is a character archetype that they want to use. Um, 
and I don't, I don't mind it. I, I'm okay with it. It's familiar. It's friendly. It's, why is it familiar, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that cut deep. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, whatever. Jesus, you know, I'm just saying, it's, uh, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, what happens after this, though? I mean, obviously, the, like they, so they, they, they know they determine that they need to get the help of the Zenithian dragon to be able to get them collectively to take the sword, take the heavenly hero up to Mata and stop all this bad stuff from happening. Right. Just to clarify that Ladia's like temple that he has built in the mines are on the giant, on this giant, like cliff tower thing. It's like this kind of cool design where it's like a cliff that like rises up. There's actually a floating Island next to that. Yes. That's right. what I was going to say. Then yeah. there's a, the temple itself is like a floating island that's like yeah. opening a portal in the sky. Kind of like a Grinch mountain with like a floating temple up above it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has a city called like Whoville. Mount, like Azimuth or whatever below it. Or okay. Yeah. The mountain is Mount Azimuth. I don't know. Lots of terms for things. Yeah. They, they really, yeah. they throw the fantasy names at you fast and loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also all polysyllabic. And it's just, it's not a good combination because like, well, and I, it's, it's again, because they have a whole game library or, or a game world built from this, this video game. Right. But if so you expect longer, me to care, you can't play with fire like this. I agree. Uh, irregardlessly to keep things moving. Not a word. They go, they go back <laughs> uh, to the, to the town and uh, they, they run into Dr. Agen and uh, right. they're, they're like, like Dr. Agen. Dr. Agen, where do we find a dragon, Dr. Agen? Dragon, Agen. Dra- I mean, dragon, doctor. And doctor, he, and he's where like, is the dragon, Dr. Agen? I think he almost says, are you kidding me? Or like, are you serious or something? Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, I'm a dragon. <laughs> and it's like, it's like me. Oh, Who would have guessed? Would you have no, but, guessed? They kind of do like a Dora the Explorer moment where they're right. like, how Point about at the audience. you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, he, um, he says, ah, but my, but my dragon orbs broke. I don't have it. Or no, I don't yeah. have my dragon I mean, orb. That's what happens when you get older. Luca does say, hey, wait a minute. I got a piece of a dragon orb. Uh, and he's like, ah, oh, man, that's fake. This, this is a weird setup because it's like everything in this particular scene is set up like well, that's not true. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It's it's tough. It 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 both it both sets up things in the future and comes back and retextualizes contextualizes something in the past. Yes, but it also sets up something that immediately gets resolved. Like it's like right. So it's like all over the place. It's it's, it's like it's the, a this weird. scene is connected to multiple parts of the movie, but it it feels like they should have just cut a few elements out. I don't know. Let me let me let me let me string together the 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 key components of this sequence at the beginning of the movie our hero had a dragon orb but apparently the villain smashed that and only gave him left him with a little bit he comes to dr agate he's like hey can you become a dragon force he's like no i can't have my orb i got a little piece of one he's like oh wait that's a fake one and then he's like but you know what the fairies might be able to help us and he's like but the fairies are guarded by robots and this is important because dr agon then says for some time this 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 go around or whatever something like yeah that. Like, so for, for whatever Luca reason says this- doesn't that seem weird and he's like I don't know. It's just the way it is this time around. This time, yeah. And then he's he questions that. He's like, this time. Um, and, and you don't really know what that means, but bookmark that for later because we got to go meet those fairies. So mm-hmm. he goes and he beats up those robots, which eh, the robots are actually, the design's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, yeah. I like there's not much to say plot-wise in this moment. He just uses the robots. He does have a really silly moment with our with our little buddy Gutrude where he's like, you know what to do, Gutrude. And then Gutrude jumps up and catches a high-velocity crossbow bolt shot by a robot with his teeth. And then Luca grabs on and uses it to catapult himself to an entryway to the fairy sure domain. Sure is a good thing Gutrude actually knew what to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and he happens to fall on the right trap door that drops him into the fairy kingdom. The fairies are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't help you do all this stuff that you want to do with like defeating the big bad guy, but we can send you into the past to make things right. <laughs> yeah. So he sends, they well, send Luca well, hold back. On. I just, I just want to stop right there because there's this moment where she says, you're looking for this, aren't you? And holds up this dragon orb. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And then she says, it's a fake. i know why and i know it makes sense in the plot but just that delivery feels so disjointed and so weird anyways now please carry on i'm sorry so so he takes the fake dragon orb and he knows what to do much like gutrud he goes back into the past and he runs into his younger self and in the very beginning of this movie we had a brief moment where some random dude was like that's a nice orb you got there kid and it's a really weird scene you're like not sure what's up with that yeah it feels wrong it feels out of place just forget about it yeah yeah but he comes back and it turns out it was older him talking to younger him and he he's like hey man i want to see your orb <laughs> it's not okay because yeah. he is he's trying to get this little boy's orb he says he can smell it and he's like all right i'll show you my special little friend if you show me it's, your orb yeah <laughs> it's all what? stranger danger lines it's yeah. all stranger danger lines that work he gets the orb he does a hot swap with him where he where he, he gives him back the fake orb now he's got the real orb yeah which means little luca has the fake orb that gets smashed later this is the most ineffective psa this entire movie is just like <laughs> warnings about like strangers as a don't give strangers, strangers your orbs yeah don't don't ask strangers to see their little friends like it's all yeah i don't like it there there is a there is a, a briefly touching moment at the end where he sees his dad and he's like hey you know how do you what do you do when it gets tough he asks the younger self what he does when he gets stuff and he's just like i'm the son of the cool guy i can do whatever at pancreas i'm the son of pancreas son of pancreas can do anything and that's like it kind of reminds me of the end game moment with Tony Stark meeting his dad again. Like sure. Just kind of the reaffir- reaffirmation by way of looking at your past kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's kind of a nice touching moment uh, for, for a character Luca that I don't always feel is that interesting. It was a good moment. Yeah. Um, but suffice to say, this whole entire side adventure of going back in time, going to the fairies, going and seeing these robots. Which they breeze through. Yeah. It's, it's so It's a very fast. quick sequence, which is why we're breezing through it. But it gets us to the dragon orb so that they can get to the final moment of this movie because now right. it's like pretty much smash cuts. They're on a dragon. Um, it really is. The final. Yeah. They don't even show him transform. They're just like, got the orb. Okay. Now he's a dragon. Yeah. Dragon. <laughs> I'm a dragon now. Dragon design. He's got like white beard. and Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he's a dragon otherwise, but he's got a white beard. That's cool. So they fly up. The first thing they do is go for Alice's mom, uh, Bianca, and they throw that staff at her and she un, uh, unstones. Uh, she's back in the action. She catches up real quick on what's going on and she's like, all right, let's go kick some ass. Then they fly over to uh, Ladia and Ladia and the dragon have some history, which I think is cool. He's like, oh, this isn't like last time we fought. Um, and he blasts the dragon out of the sky. So the dragon has to land and everybody gets off. Um, <laughs> everybody gets off, huh? <laughs> everybody puff puff. Get that little puff puff. There's, there is a moment where the mom's like, whoa, 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 fuck off. Get out of here. This is not what you want to do, which is pretty good. It's like the mom's like, you can't win. The villain is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, Talking to telepath with telepathy. Tele- telepathically with her yeah. fellow Zenithians. Mata is saying all of this. Yeah. Right. Mata. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. She's like, you just got to go. And she seems ready to sacrifice. Well, she does sacrifice herself. She says, uh, you've got to get out of here. Um, if, if he gets me out of this barrier, then he can, he can open the gateway. But if I never give him the spell, if, if I die, basically is what she implies, 
then right. then there's no way he can open the spell and bring Master Nimzo through. So she lets down her barrier and lets Ladia just blast her. Um, and then that's when the big battle breaks out. And you've got all of the heroes uh, doing their thing and saving, you know, or, or fighting these monsters. But it seems Lots like a different variety of monsters. Yeah. Basically, every monster that's been in the movie thus far and maybe a few extras um, are here to battle it out. And it seems like an endless, like they're winning. They're definitely kicking ass, but there's so many monsters. They're like, we're never, we're not even putting a dent in it. There's, they're infinite. Um, and that's when, when like, it, it's supposed to be a moment of low hope and it, it kind of feels like it, I guess. Um, but, but the most amazing thing <laughs> happens, a fucking full size, like armada vessel boat just launches over this flying island and crashes down into the middle of it. And yeah. Prince Harry, presumably now King Harry, or maybe just an older military prince or whatever, but uh, gets off with a army full of knights. He gets off? Gets, everybody's getting off on this island, Joe. <laughs> Everyone gets this puff puff. Uh, dismounts off of this boat with an army full of knights. And he says, I'm here to pay my debt. And then uh, Bwoon, uh, the, the Bwoon, uh, the Behemoth, I don't know. Yeah, Bjorn. Uh, flies up and says, I'm here to pay mine as well. And they join the fight. And that those moments, I don't know what little kid part of me activates it when that happens. But right. I get like the tingle down the back of my neck and I'm just like, oh, oh everything's paying yeah. off. Everything's paying <laughs> off. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> That's so exciting. It's all coming up, Nick. <laughs> the, the vessel animation of it plopping on the island was also just really good. Like, it's so it, cool. Yeah. It's not like an airship flying in because it's not. It's, it's the moose it's guy a, throwing it even though you don't yeah. know at the time. It, it's, it just kind of goes up and then crashes. And it's so like... It's it's both it's both like irreverent and at the same time very triumphant all at once. Yeah, yeah. And, it's so uh, unexpected. Know, it's and and Ladia's reaction because he was like in the middle of a maniacal laugh. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Uh. and then the ship comes in <laughs> and then crushes like a good portion of his forces. Yeah. So what I mean, and and this doesn't necessarily change too much of what's going on. They're still beating up the monsters now. They're just doing it more efficiently. But it yeah. does right. give an opening for our hero Luca to get to the big baddie. Najlara, not yeah, Laudan. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't remember the specific beats of this. I know there's a little bit of back and forth. They're like, he's like, they they do some like, you know, sword versus scythe action. Well, he, send, he sends Bebop in Rocksteady after him first. And they get pretty much wiped out right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get demolished as opposed to in prior fights. Um, yeah, and then they have their big like fucking Dragon Ball Z fight in the air where they're just like basically flying at one another, swinging their weapons like we said before the fight animation is good i was never bored by any of these fights um the the there's not like too many beats in the fights they're they're, they're they don't overstay their welcome necessarily yeah they, they show quick. a little bit of cool action and then they're like okay here's the next beat in the story uh which is something you don't always get with cartoons or live action action so i appreciated it um and it, but it, i guess to keep things moving along it gets to a point where they have this kind of lock moment um, the Luca plunges his sword, trying getting ready to finish off the bad guy, but he puts up a shield, and he's like, "Ah, you can't get through this." Um, <laughs> he's like taunting him, yeah, and, and yeah, holding he's his laughing, blade. And it does. He, he, he like even in a moment where it seemed like you know the hero's doing so well, the villain laughing is like, "Oh shit!" Like that guy's really tough. At the same time, though, you're like, "Well, it's it's the kid who's got to be here for this, right?" And then the know. kid shows up, and they they smash through the shield. What I like is that it's not the kid just shows up and does it though. The kid right. joins his father, so the two of them have both of their swords plunged through the shield, and they're like slowly pushing through, 
like it needs brings, both of them there. What brings a family together more Other than, than murdering an old wizard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, son, you remember that one summer where we went down to the magical floating island and we killed that that weird bishop wizard guy? He was like, we'll yeah, always, dad, that we'll was always great. have that, dad. Now I can't get with your conservative politics, but I do remember that. <laughs> Our old wizard's not out down for the count just yet, though. He's got some creepy shit to do. Uh, he like he gets like kind of like broken, like his robes evaporate or whatever, and he's yeah. like yeah, he turns really into Andros. Yeah, his hands are like floating. He scoops up the Mata and like brings her away, and he explains some kind of gobbledygook about how he's he can still use her spell or whatever. He can use her life force. Well, he like he picks up her corpse and he drains her. He pulls her life force out of it right in front of her son and grandson. Man, uh, I was prepared for puff puff, but not for this. And this is the moment where he's like, "This is everything I've ever wanted." Yeah, because he's opening the gates. He's he's doing it. He opens um, it up and. And the mother's been eaten, and he's and he like evaporates in this moment too. He doesn't like live past yeah, it. He it pretty kills, much kills him to do this, and he's happy about it. And uh, that, uh, even though it's a one-dimensional character, that's a one-dimensional character fulfilled, right? Like he yeah. achieved his purpose. He got that portal open. He's so thrilled to do it. He got his Thanos right. moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he he summons this giant portal in the sky, this maelstrom that's swirling around, and uh, Nismo. Grandmaster Nismo, the big bad, is going to come through this portal unless Luca and his son determine that if they throw the Zenithian sword through the portal, it will close the portal. Mm-hmm. Which they've mentioned earlier in the movie. They said that right. the Holy Blade can seal the portal. Um, right. So they do this slingshot maneuver where, like, the, I don't, I forget, like, they basically the moves, can I'm fucking sure. fly. Yes. That, the moose, like, flicks Correct. him up or whatever. Right, and then he throws the sword, um, and then it seemingly reverses the portal, so it starts swirling the other way, and the colors change from like this dark, ominous green to like this sky blue. Alice is falling, free falling down. And he's like, "Dad, I did it!" It's a very triumphant moment. Everyone's like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. Right, and uh, then there's this big digitized like pillar thing. I don't know, untextured like uh, rectangular prism like descends out of the sky in 3D space. I feel like it voxels is almost the more appropriate yes you know, that, description because be it's true. like yeah. those cubes that are like pic- right. giant pixels basically they're but extruding yeah. out of the um, out of the portal time freezes in this moment luca alice is still like happy falling you know um, the only person who's not frozen by time is luca it's um, a good pause here too they like yeah. go through all of the characters who are frozen and you can see joy on their faces because the tide has turned and they've won but they're all like in combat still. And like it, the movie lets you really wonder what the fuck is going on here. Well, and I, here's the other thing I like about it because the digital, um, the digital effect, you have time to kind of guess what it is. It's like, yeah. okay, this is a video game. They had that scene earlier where he did the, the trip or he like took the potion. The potion and it was like yeah. very digital. And you're like, Oh shit. That wasn't just for, for fleet for fun flavor. That's because this world is digital. And yeah. this is the first time we're seeing the digital nature of it manifest. Yeah. Right. So you, so you hear this big ominous voice kind of come in and it goes like, uh, it goes textures off and then everything in the world just turns like stark white box white. white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes gravity off and then all the characters just start kind of like floating into the sky and then he goes, and then Luca is trying to grasp at Bianca because her body is floating away, still frozen. And then he goes collision off and then his hands and just, just go through phase it. through Which, them. Brilliant kind of horror moment <sighs> yes, here because this so is like good. a How character's reality falling apart. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and and the, 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 it's, it's, it's so 
almost out of left field. Like, I, I mean, like in terms of the, like it, it, it makes sense based on a few things that they said earlier in the movie, but at this point, it was so hard to expect anything like this happening that it is shocking, but also the character's reactions feel so genuine or that yeah. well, Luca's reactions feel so genuine. Because he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, there was a, like a lot of possibilities running through my mind about this. This is just like, he's beaten the game and now because the game is over, like this, this is the end game. His world is actually going to end because he saved the day or whatever. That's yeah. Um, but what it turns out is that attached to the bad villain Nismo um, was a virus put in there by one of the programmers of dragon quest. I think it said someone who hacked the game specifically. Yeah, I think it was a hacker. hacker. Um, And they say a few lines are exchanged about how the hacker resented the inhabitants of this world. Um, And this virus was put in there to be an asshole, basically Um, to delete the game. Once it, once the end state was achieved, he's just going to delete everything. Right. And, so he's so this is a moment where Luca is confronted with this guy and this guy is just revealing reality to him. He's saying, Hey, uh, you're a player in a VR game. Basically, um, your memories have been kind of temporarily wiped. We get a little bit of an aside to Luca in like modern day. Well, I guess pseudo soup, like shortly into the future where VR has taken a few leaps forward. Um, and he's like jacking into the game with some, you know, like a, like a park, uh, like a, like a dragon quest, convention park or whatever i don't know um and that he's saying you know i think i'm gonna go for nira this time instead of bianca i always go for bianca um and there's just a few moments uh of back and forth with the guy who's kind of operating the vr he's like uh luca's like i always name my characters luca i want to be luca and then he's like oh man and also can we have some robots this yeah. time <laughs> like, and sure, which we'll explains the aside of like okay you're starting to realize oh shit this thing loops some of the npcs kind of recognize the loop and even will will meta reference it sometimes with oh there's robots this time for some reason um, but also like as a game developer i can only imagine if like a player was like can we add robots and you're like fucking god yeah. fucking damn it my goddamn <laughs> fantasy game there's all goddamn robots. I just want to say there's also a reference there when Mata is talking about how dire the circumstances. She's like, it's different this time. He can delete everything, or he didn't. She doesn't say delete because that would be too obvious. He can destroy everything. He can destroy the world this time. I don't know why it's like this. So, and then the virus right, mentions yeah. she was onto something. I don't know how she knew. So, like, right. There's there's even a deeper layer to this where what we learn is that Luca is playing a game and the virus says just go you're you're done i'm just i'm deleting everything and you don't matter none of this matters because you have a life out there this isn't your real life and lucas says no this is real to me i was young i played this game it it became a part of my life these stories matter and but not only was it real to him but apparently it was real to mata too this virtual entity who like felt fear and could recognize that something was happening to her world so there, there's like multiple layers of storytelling there and what's actually happening. But it's, yeah. Luca, it's also pretty relatable. Like, I mean, for me, yeah, I, I, he says at one point, like reality is just another reality, right? Like, yeah, he's like this. This isn't fake. This is just another reality. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I, I in, in, you know, random philosophical, like just yakking with friends i'm like you know wh- whatever like book reality is just as cool as you know real reality sometimes and so i was like oh shit i really like the end of this movie i know uh, 
and and but it's so left field too <laughs> the, but the the way like the texture of dialogue changes in this moment too the virus says shit like get good loser and yeah. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't talk like any of the other characters in the movie he's like just grow makes up nerd every yeah yeah everything is so much more jarring which really drives home i feel like the effectiveness of this ending yeah uh and I guess, I, I don't know, I mean, there's, there's so much to say, but we don't so need to spend all day the on it. The big moment is that during this, like, the showdown between these two, Gutrude, for some reason, is able to manifest while everyone else is frozen, and then turns, and what has been making little noises the whole movie, suddenly has a deep manly voice, and is <laughs> as... I was built as an antivirus program to help protect this world. I've been I'm following. a Digimon. I will <laughs> <Yeah>. help you. <laughs> so, uh, Gutrude manifests a sword, which is an antivirus program that uh, Luca can use. It also happens to be Erdrich's sword from the Dragon Quest series. Um, and he takes Erdrich's sword and stabs the virus and destroys it. And the world starts to slowly re-manifest. Everything comes back. Um, and then we just retreated to the end of the game, basically. But through the awakened perspective now, Luca knows he's in a game, but he still plays he knows, his part. He knows that once his family returns home, he's going to leave this world. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of content with that ending, which is kind of like being content with death in yeah. a kind of awesome way. Like it's 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 far it's offers so much more than this movie should have been able to offer. Right. The only way it could have offered it was by, to some extent by being the generic thing that it was for so long by kind of playing to a very like sure. lulling you into core. a false sense. Yeah. A false sense pulling of pulling the almost carton out, out of the rug out. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it had to almost be a pretty like by the numbers affair until it got to the end, which man, yeah. Oh wow! You could, but wow. you could also easily see a world where they couldn't stick the landing on on this. Like you could see, oh, like, yeah. it, and it wouldn't require much, right? It would just be like, oh, it got a little too referential, or like, I don't know, they didn't treat, like, like the taking the tact of like, oh, we're, we're going to treat like the player with some respect is like, oh, I have this great nostalgia for this game, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so, and that is the the heroic triumphant theme tone that it's hitting on. Like, but you could see them like if they pressed on that point just like a little less or even a little more yeah like you could see it like just shattering i think the other way they could have done this poorly would be that the villain was another fight like they could have still made this kind of a fantasy affair instead they made it kind of a horror affair and a dialogue driven moment like it was a back and forth about the nature of reality and what's worth worthy and what's not rather than being in a lot of anime, when when world shattering stuff happens, it's just another big bad to beat up with a sword, right? Which is um, what the original game is, right? Like, yeah. in the original game, uh, the Dragon Quest V, when when Ladia is defeated, the real villain appears, and you have to battle Nimzo, and it's just a big fat demon, and you just fight it, and it's a hard fight. This is this is pathos. This is a completely different take on it, and. He does so beat good. him with a sword, but it's basically a metaphorical sword. Yeah, it's not like it's 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 not a big sword fight or anything. He just takes the antivirus. The, the defeat is and, the choice to not log out and give up on this world. It's to keep being a part of it. Right. So we get our fanfare and and everyone is happily ever after. I have a question. If this is all VR, right? This is a VR rendition of a Dragon Quest Five. Yeah. Did he VR fuck Bianca? Oh yeah. 
Excuse me. Was, Excuse was, me. Excuse he, me. Would be our puff puffter. Yes. Let's yeah. not be graphic. <laughs> what I want to know is what was the the guy watching him in the VR world scene? Because <laughs> you have to, right? You have to make sure they're safe in there. Right, right, if someone's right. having a heart attack, that'd be a PR nightmare. So you have to you have to be participant uh, to everything they part. do. I, I'm wondering if it's also like a what's the Rick and Morty game where you live through. The life oh, of um, like Brad yeah. or something. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, how much time was he in there? Was this over all of just like an in hour? A couple or, seconds. Yeah. Or, or, an or an is it well, like that's what, that's what the that's what the virus said. The virus said like, oh, you think oh, it's it been did. years, but it's only been a couple hours. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. I missed that because I just kind of had this vision of like they crack open this dome and like a f- <laughs> unholy funk rolls out. <laughs> He's been in there for weeks. Yes, it's just a corpse, emaciated <laughs> corpse. Yeah. I- I mean, it, it, an interesting ending would be him like rejecting reality. It wouldn't have been like as yeah. touching, but if he had like chose to stay in the game world and people like went back to him in real life and he's just in a coma, you know. Uh, yeah. But but I think the ending they went with it's a little bit saccharine, but it's also like it's it, pretty rewarding. It feels like, right. It's a nice, yeah. Yeah. I think it so. works. I do too. I. I mean, we started this podcast. I or right before I told Dylan, I was like, I wish I had more time to digest this because I think my opinion just over the course of this podcast has become so much more positive in having to restate the movie. I've been like, Oh yeah, I really did like that. Oh yeah. I really, really did like that too. I think I love this movie. The, <laughs> oh, no. well, and I, Here's the, here's, I guess my problem is the, the, the last, the last moments were really, really above and beyond what I would have expected. From yes. any Video game movies. The journey to that point, while it wasn't bad, it also wasn't great in my mind. There were standout moments, the but pacing it was still is just weird. Like, the yeah. the characterization is too uh, too too like just brunt force, you know. Like it, it, it's it's this is this archetype, and he's going to do his thing, and you don't really get enough time to care about how that character is or isn't. It's tough. So the I agree. Could have still used some work. I think it needed to maintain some of the elements of kind of cliche and things like that building along the way, but it it still could have the, the journey to the climax still could have been better. That said, it's still better than most video game movies. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it is really, really hard to judge because following a conventional narrative, the majority of the conventional narrative is not that great of a movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. But judge it. We shall. That's what we must do. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, so, you know, um, a, a lot of dings along the way to the finale, but the finale really does score a lot of points. Yeah. For this and would movie. you say that that finale was what, like 20% of the movie? I would say, yeah, it's a good 20% of the movie, which only seems fair that, you know, if, if you're looking at like out of, out of 10, that's two points for the movie. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a two out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> really? Uh, and I, I think that compares favorably to the other films because a lot of the other films don't necessarily have 20% of a good movie. They have like, two good moments this 20 percent of this movie pretty good so yeah two out of ten for me what about you nick what do you think i'm gonna give it a dragon quest five out of five i'm gonna give it a perfect score it's not a perfect movie but Uh it is an experience i went through this and i am a changed person at the end of it (laughs) i i i was surprised that's huge for me and and it had heart and it was relatable and I, I really like it. I would tell people to watch this movie, and that 
is a that's almost a first it's it's what maybe a third really like third time yeah, i would I, ever say that on this podcast i was thinking that the few movies that i would actually recommend to people from what we've watched are like mortal kombat of course is yeah. something i've always been like yeah watch mortal kombat but the final fantasy movie was another big surprise for yes. me yes yeah um sure and that had its own flaws but so jrpg movies they're doing doing pretty well in our books surprisingly yeah well what other jrpgs have we watched if any have we watched just Final Fantasy in this one? Or the only well, Pokemon, I guess, counts. Yeah, mm. Digimon to some extent. But what uh, have have we seen? Not not too much. I mean, we're gonna have plenty of JRPG animes coming up, I'm sure. Yeah. What did you think, Dylan? What was your score? I would give it a, a Dragon Quest five out of Dragon Quest eleven, which is the the okay. most current mm. one. All right. Not quite as impactful for you then. <laughs> I mean, I think the ending was was interesting, and I think it was heartfelt. I appreciate it. Um, kind of is in, I wouldn't say the same throws as like a uh, Wreck It Ralph. It has some of the similar vibes as that, but uh, I still haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. Really? Oh, it's good. You should mm-hmm. you should watch those. But uh, yeah, I think the fast forwarding stuff kind of kind of got to me, and uh, I don't know Puff Puff. What I'll never I'll never understand Puff Puff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. I gave you a pretty you, good. Dylan description of what puff puff is i don't understand <laughs> you took me on a puff puff journey that's for sure well yes i did <laughs> everyone <laughs> got puff off dylan wow oh no <laughs> uh you know i, I mean the the weirdly I, I think i i enjoyed the time skip stuff almost like i i kind of appreciated that the pace of the movie was weird because it almost gave me something to latch onto early on where I was like, Oh, well, we're just, we're just doing more stuff here. We're just kind of like breezing through, you know, character histories. We're cutting out fluff and the movie did do a lot. Like there's in an hour, 30 minutes, there was so much plot. The problem is the plot was for the most part stock fantasy plot because it had to be, um, until the very end. And, uh, that, you know, it's like it's like okay, you're you, you're being very efficient with your time. At the same time, um, all this could be better, and then yeah. it was better. And I, I, I you know, I it t- it, it's it's still even now. I still have a hard time calling this flat out a good movie, but it it's so interesting. And I'm I'm gonna tell people I'm gonna recommend this to people also for sure. It's so. uh yeah, I just wish they were more judicial with with their time in the in the middle of the movie. Or spent more time and made it a series because sure that could have saved it in a big way too. Maybe a single season series. Yeah, like, be like, great. Because yeah. the ending Mini is series. an ending of this for sure. But if you spent a season getting to know these characters, it almost reminds me of what was so good about um, that that um, that video game, the MMO anime that Sword Art Online, where you did the characters got trapped, and the first few episodes were like seeing characters adjust to living life in this MMO world they're stuck in, and so rather than always just going hunting monsters people were like okay well we're making a home for ourselves we're getting to know npcs as people and things like that uh and i think that format would have worked well for this uh yeah yeah. so i i think generally speaking nick is right a a series would have would have made the the finale of this really hit home harder um as it was still really creative i i wonder i mean i i guess the ending is has nothing to do there's no like reference that in like ff5 right that's not like a alternate hidden boss or anything like that you can do what the virus in dragon quest 5 you mean right that, that's new to this movie yeah yeah that's yeah. that's an addition specifically for this yeah it, it was nimzo in the actual game right um you should play dragon quest 11 as well super good game 
you have to put in like a surprising amount of time, unfortunately, before it gets good. And that is the hardest part to get somebody oh, to bite that's on. That's a hard sell for me. I know it is. I know it is. It's so worth it, though. If you put in that investment, the payoff is so rewarding. It's one of those few games. I put it up there um, with uh, the first Walking Dead video game as one of those few games that made me feel something. Like, I, I fell in love with these characters like they were family, you know? Actually, I hate my family. So, <laughs> so I fell in love right with these here. characters like they are more than family. What are you <laughs> um, trying to say, Nick? And, uh, yeah, uh, Joe knows. <laughs> and so uh, so I, I, really, I really can't strongly enough recommend that game. And having this as my second Dragon Quest experience, I'm pretty happy with it. So That's rad. Yeah. Well, mm. gentlemen, our JRPG journey has just begun because next time we're going to we're going to dive back into that old Netflix queue and mm-hmm. pull out another one. Uh, you guys might be uh, familiar with this one. We've seen it before. It's uh, Pokemon, uh, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, like Evolution, like in the game. Oh, going to be a short episode. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll, what, just focus on the, the changes, the major changes? Treat it as like a companion piece. Yeah, of which I'm pretty sure there are very few major changes, yeah. like, from I'm what curious. I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll know soon enough. We will. I wonder what they'll do about that, uh, the, the fact that Mewtwo tried to destroy the world in the, in the English localization or, as opposed to the Japanese one. Or the fact that he erased a bunch of people's memories without having their consent. Well, that's a good part. I like that part. Keep that. (laughs) That part, that's good shit. But uh, everyone wipe their memory so we can watch Pokemon the first movie for the first time next time.